Hello and welcome to Leadership Behaviours Unpacked. My name is Jane Lewis and I'm a leadership coach. I've spent the last 30 years working with people from all walks of life and in industries large and small, with chief executives and entrepreneurs, listening to their experiences, their ideas and their stories. I've also worked with the people who support them, the mentors, the coaches and the therapists. And in this podcast, I want to share their experiences with you. Here we look at many aspects of leadership behaviour, what people actually do and the impact that has. As a leadership coach, I want to explore the roles that behaviour plays in leadership and in life and look around the edges of this topic. Every interview and episode will be different, but the behaviours that make the people who join me here unique will always be the focus. If you're interested in leadership behaviours and people's lives, then welcome. In today's episode, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. You've only got me to listen to today. And in this episode, I wanted to share some thoughts with you that have been bubbling around in my mind for a while. So the title of this episode is Moving Forward with Positive Behaviour Change. And with a kind of subtitle of Can New Habits Help? So I kind of started mulling stuff around and thinking about... um, spending quite a lot of time focused on what I was thinking I needed to fix, uh, fix about myself, fix about my life, fix about my business. And I realized that actually a lot of the conversations that I have with people in all walks of kind of life, so within my own practice and within organizations was focused on a similar question. And that quite often people seem to spend more time focused on the things that they're not good at rather than the things that they do well or the things that fill them with passion and joy. And my own experience was actually no different. There are many, many articles, videos, social media posts, YouTube videos, etc. about the power of positive thinking. And there's a wealth of evidence that our thoughts don't just affect us psychologically, but they also have physical effects on our body. And positive thinking has been shown to reduce stress levels, lead to better overall physical and emotional health, longer life and higher resilience. And there are many practices designed to help people think more positively. So things like, you know, focusing on the good things in life and practicing gratitude, spending time with positive people, practicing positive self-talk and affirmations, mindfulness and meditation are just a few. And the focus of many practices and all the ones I've just described start with our minds. So I started to wonder, can we actually develop a more positive outlook and experience by starting with our behavior? So thinking about, you know, can we identify the things that bring us joy, the things that make us feel positive and the things that we're already great at? And can we, by doing more of these things, start to create the personal and work lives that we would love to have? I have some experience in this kind of use of behaviors in a larger corporate sense. The concept of viral change developed by Dr. Leandro Herrero is based on the principle of the creation of an epidemic of behavior, the behaviors that will multiply and build the desired culture within an organization using informal networks that already exist within that organization. So if this can work in taking behaviors and creating the culture you want in an organization, 
I started to think about how this could apply to individuals. So can you adopt the same approach to improve your leadership capability or your life? And if you believe that there is no change without behavior change and that behaviors are at the root of all change, then the answer starts to become yes. So this next question for me was about, you know, can we create our own personal epidemic of positive behaviors and habits that would create the life we want, where we do more of the things that we're good at and more of the things that we actually enjoy? And rather than focusing on all the negatives and fixing what's wrong, we start to focus on the positive things that we want to create and the behaviors that will get us there. I want to share one of my favorite quotes, which often underpins a lot of my coaching conversations with clients. And the quote is by Viktor Frankl, or it's attributed to him most recently. And the quote goes, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. And I think this quote's been at the forefront of my own personal journey to manage my own thinking patterns and behaviors. And it's certainly something that I talk a lot about within coaching. In coaching, we focus on maximizing the space between the stimulus, the thoughts that result and the emotions this create and creating choice over the behaviors that result. So many of my coaching conversations will focus on choice and choice of behavior above all else. So is it really as simple as creating new positive habits? So creating new habits, which we can sustain definitely requires repetition. We know that about habits. It's about consistency, replacing negative behaviors with new positive habits. Keeping it simple, I think is really important. The story that we start to create for our future doesn't have to be big, grandiose or scary. And I actually think that um, if we make it too much like that, it can make the first step really hard to imagine, let alone take. So how do we start? Um, one of the ways that, um, I often ask people to start is by asking a couple of questions. What brings you joy in your life and your work right now? Where do you spend your time that has the best impact on you and your life, whether that's your personal life or your business life? And where do you feel that your values are most honored? And the answer to those could well be similar to each other. Next, we need to turn these into behaviors. Behaviors are things we can do, things we can repeat, things that are actionable. And then think about once we've identified these, what will help us repeat these and embed them as new behavioral habits? Some people stick reminders on the mirror, on their front door before they leave or above their desk or around their computer. Some people would love to capture their future story or goals in a journal or a notebook. And I think writing it down is a really important part of making it something that becomes fixed in your mind to action. And for others, a daily check-in or reflection can really work, whether that's at the end of the day or it's part of a sort of morning thoughts. But I think if it's at the end of the day, then being able to say, okay, which part of my day fitted best with my positive journey? And this is about noticing the small stuff too, not just the massive changes. So what did you say that was different? How did you feel different? And what are you doing differently? 
what's common through all of these actions is recognizing and recording your positive habit changes. It's inevitable that there are going to be times when we start to doubt our ability to create what we want to, and we can start to feel like our efforts are a little bit in vain. And the good old human brain is um, to thank for that because we are, as humans, hardwired with a negative negativity bias. So there's a little bit of an aside about that. So negativity bias is the tendency for negative events and emotions to affect us far more strongly than positive ones. Um, you may have often found yourself, I know I have, ruminating over a few words of criticism, even though you've had way more positive comments, whether that's about a piece of work or something else. Or find yourself dwelling on past mistakes or worrying about the future potential for things to go wrong. And this is all negativity bias at work. It's an involuntary thought process and we all do it. So it's part of the brain's learning system, essentially. And when we start working on something new, like building positive habits, it can be useful to remember negativity bias and recognize it when we start to see it pop up in our thinking. It's also worth remembering that there's nothing wrong with the old bad mood. Nobody is happy all of the time. And sometimes a bad mood can be a good thing. So when we're in a good mood, we may not feel the need to change anything. And a bad mood can sometimes prompt us to analyze a little bit and focus harder on the positive change that we want to achieve. It's also worth knowing that as you step forward to change your life, an inner alarm can start to trigger. So homeostasis, which is the tendency to maintain the system as it is, is a strong and universal force. And our plans to make changes in our lives may well tilt this well-oiled machine. All of us have a self-sabotaging inner voice or voices that try to hold us back. Preserving the status quo is part of this gremlin's job. So it's no wonder that when we plan to move forward in a different way, this gremlin wakes up. The bigger the dream, the heftier the gremlins that will be wrestling with us. Sometimes people call them the inner critic, negative self-talk or the saboteur. It doesn't really matter what you call it. Um, your gremlin will have all of the reasons ready for why your plan of action is stupid or dangerous or hopeless or otherwise ill-advised as a course of action. The gremlin is particularly clever at taking a tiny piece of the truth and fabricating it into a blanket reason for stopping or never starting. And I think identifying your gremlins and naming them and recognizing their characteristics will give you a better chance of spotting them early and stopping them from sabotaging all of your plans. I'm going to be doing a podcast in the next couple of months about these little gremlin mind monsters specifically um, with some thoughts about how we, you can identify them, name them and manage them. So in summary today, whether your goals are for increased income, having more authentic impact in your life or as a leader. It might be about a more peaceful or simpler life or for travel or adventure. Whatever the goal is, approaching these by identifying the behaviors that you'll need to adopt to get there, building upon the strengths you already have will definitely increase your chances of success. Creating the positive 
behavior habits will also help you to avoid that magnet that may try to pull you back. So I hope you enjoy the process of learning how to live and work in a more positive way. And I'd really urge you to celebrate the wins along the way. Every time you complete a new habit, maybe it's time to do a happy dance and recognize what you've done. If that feels like a step too far, then jotting it down in your notebook works too. The point is not to let your success pass unnoticed. Acknowledge it and continue to use that to build on the positivity. Whether you're interested in organizational culture with behaviors at the core, creating your own business in a way that honors your values, or you want to create a life which is built upon the things that bring you joy and that you're good at, I hope that my thoughts about focusing on the positive and creating positive behavioral habits help to make this the norm and may help you along the way. Thank you for joining me today. If you've enjoyed this podcast today and would like to hear more, then please do subscribe. My thanks, as always, go to Harry Williams for his brilliant production skills and to Martin Barnes for my podcast artwork. Thank you. Thank you.